Hello, friends, and welcome to the Everyday Truth Podcast with Kurt Skelly. We are here to show that the Bible is relevant to your life every single day. And we're glad you joined us here for the conversation. Right now, we're studying the book of Revelation in a series called The End is the Beginning. Now, let's join Kurt for today's episode. Welcome back, my friends, to today's episode of Everyday Truth. Always appreciate each one of you joining, whether you're watching uh, the video or just listening online or even by radio. I'm so glad that you've joined us today. We are in verse number eight of the book of Revelation, chapter number one. And we've talked about the fact that the revelation of Jesus Christ means that the information that's given in this book is from Jesus. That's why the Bible talks about testifying to the word of God and to the testimony of Jesus. And what we're going to find in the verses we're going to look at today is this is the actual way by which Jesus, through the angel, introduced the book to John. Uh, If you have a red letter Bible, uh, you'll see that verses uh, 8 and 11 are in red letters because we're quoting the Lord That doesn't mean that these verses are more important than other verses in the Bible. It's just kind of the way that you and I would use quotation marks to say that these are the words that Jesus is speaking audibly. So look at verse number eight of your own Bible there, if you can, where the Bible says, I am, so this is Jesus speaking, I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. I think most of you know that Alpha is the first letter of the Greek alphabet, and omega is the last letter. So we would say in English, from A to Z, I am A to Z, the beginning and the ending, saith the Lord, which is, which was, and which is to come, the Almighty. So Jesus here is describing himself. He's about to give a message and a command to John, but before he does that, John, understand who I am. I think that's important for all of us. As we look at the Word of God, as we consider the commands, uh, the principles of God's Word, I think it's important that we consider the character of God, the God of the Word. That's what gives weight to the Bible. That's what gives weight to specific commands and principles. That this is these are not the, the words of men. This is not a manual for living per se, but these are the words of God, of God and understand who that God is. And what Jesus says here is, I am the beginning and the end. I am the Alpha and the Omega. Interestingly, not only does Jesus introduce himself this way in Revelation chapter 1 and verse 8, but if you want to, in your own time, go to the last chapter in the book of Revelation, chapter number 22, you'll see that Jesus concludes the book this way as well, where he talks about, I am the Alpha and the Omega. I am the first and the last. So Jesus kind of bookends the revelation with this title about himself, that everything that is important, Jesus is the author and the the finisher. Isn't that what the writer of Hebrews said? Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. So Jesus, everything is about him and everything is from him and everything is for him. Uh, Paul came to that same conclusion at the end of that first section of Romans when he said, for of him and through him 
and to him are all things, to whom be glory forever and ever. So I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. Uh, it speaks to the eternality of Jesus. In fact, uh, look at the end of verse 8 where it says, which is, which was, and which is to come, the Almighty. Now, does that sound familiar to you? Which, which is, which was, which is to come. It should sound familiar because all the way back in verse number 4, the Bible describes God the Father as He which is, which was, and which is to come. So, so who is it? Is it the Father who is, was, and is to come? Or is it Jesus who is and was and is to come? And the answer is yes. <laughs> it's both because we know that God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit are co-equal and co-eternal. And so what can be said about the Father and His etern eternality can be said about the Son and His eternality. It's one of the reasons why we believe that Jesus is God the Son. Remember that prophecy in Micah where uh, the prophecy specifically was given that Bethlehem would be the place where Messiah would be born. And the Bible says, Out of thee, Bethlehem, shall he come forth unto me that shall be ruler in Israel, whose, going for, whose goings forth have been from, from, from everlasting. So even in the prophecy about the coming of Jesus to earth as a human being, it's in the context of he is the eternal son of God. Uh, there in Hebrews chapter 13, the Bible says, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. It's the same principle here that we're finding in verse number eight. So Jesus is the, the eternal God, isn't he? And he is the almighty. The word almighty, uh, as it's found here in the Greek language, is only found 10 times. In the New Testament, nine of the 10 times it's found in this book, the book of Revelation, to describe that Jesus has his hand on everything. That, that's what the word means. He has his hand on everything. That means the circumstances of your life and of mine. That means on me personally, on you, Jesus is in control. Now look at verse number nine. I, John, who also am your brother, Remember, he's speaking specifically to these, these existing churches, the seven churches of Asia Minor, and companion in tribulation. So they're living during a time when the church itself is undergoing massive persecution. And although it might not be as intense as it was during Nero's day, uh, John wrote during the, the reign of Domitian, it was still intense and it was going to get worse. Uh, I am your brother, I'm your companion in, in tribulation, and in the kingdom and patience of Jesus Christ was in the isle that is called Patmos. So now John is giving us more information. He's already introduced himself back in verse 4, but now he says, okay, Jesus uh, introduced himself as the Alpha, the Omega, the beginning and the end, which was and is and is to come, the Almighty. I'm John, I'm here on Patmos. Remember, we talked about Patmos as being that island of exile, a place where con con convicts uh, were exiled, forced to a life of hard labor and deprivation. And John says, I'm here. Uh, 
And the Bible says, I'm here for the word of God and for the testimony of Jesus Christ. And I love that. I love the perspective that John gives you and me, where he says, why am I here? And if, if we're not careful sometimes, we will answer that question wrongly. You know, why am I here? Why am I in the situation I find myself in life? And sometimes if we're not careful, we'll, we'll define ourselves like, well, you know, I lost my job, so I had to move to this place. Or, hey, my parents got divorced and we moved, our family moved to this place and it's because of this circumstance or a bad economy or, you know, we give circumstances way too much credit. Understand that God is the one that is the mover and the shaker. He's the beginning and the end. He's the almighty. He's the controller of circumstance. And what John realized is, yes, I'm in a difficult place. Yes, it's a place of tribulation and certainly a place that demands perseverance on the part of a believer. But I'm here for for the word of God. I'm here for the testimony of Christ. Uh, God is using my current situation and my current location for me to be a witness of uh, the, the word of God. And that's what God's doing in your life as well. God is sovereign in your circumstance. And God is working all things together for your good. Uh, Do you believe that? And God is using your current situation to shape you, to make you more like Jesus, and to enable you to testify uh, more effectively uh, of his grace in your life. So John's a great template for all of us here. Look at verse number 10. I was in the spirit on the Lord's day. So the Lord's day is Sunday. Back in in, uh, these days, uh, the the emperor would would be honored the first of every month. It was the emperor's day. And I love the fact that in Christianity, the custom, the tradition became, became the first day of the week. They would meet and celebrate the Lord's resurrection and it became known as the Lord's Day. So you can only imagine that here's John separated from the covenant community. He doesn't have a local church to attend. He's on this island of Patmos, but it's the Lord's Day. So he wants to worship God in a special way on this special day. And the Bible says he was in the spirit. So we're not sure all of what that means, but it seems to indicate that John kind of was in a, a, a kind of a, almost like an out-of-body experience, spending time alone with God, where God is speaking to him in some supernatural way. And certainly that's the case as he receives this revelation from God. And the Bible says in verse 10 that I was in the spirit on the Lord's day and heard behind me a great voice as of a trumpet. So a trumpet was significant in Bible days because a trumpet signified a call to attention. Uh, In military parlance, uh, a trumpet indicated uh, some kind of movement. Uh, There were different trumpet sounds for the gathering of troops or for the call to battle or for, it was always a call to attention in some way. It was striking, it was unmistakable. And what John is saying is, hey, I was in the spirit on the Lord's day and there was this clarion call like a trumpet. It was the voice of Jesus himself who had a message for me. 
Now, what was the message? Well, we're not going to take time today to jump into it because we just don't have the time. But can I just say this by application? God's word ought to be like a trumpet to you. It, it ought to be something that shakes you out of your daily routine. It ought to be something that, that shakes you from your current mindset to say, Lord, what do you have for me? And just as a trumpet is a call to action, oh God, may your word in my life be more than just information, a sweet sounding instrument that just kind of lulls me. No, may it be a trumpet that, that compels me to action that calls my attention, that lets me know that, God, you have a plan for my life, even for my day today. Let's let the Word of God be that in our lives. So I hope that helps today. Do hope you have a great day in the Lord. Thanks for joining us day by day. Looking forward to jumping into verse number 11 tomorrow as we talk about what that trumpet sounded like in the voice of the Lord Jesus. God bless you, my friends. We'll see you tomorrow. Thanks for taking time to listen. If you enjoy Everyday Truth, go ahead and subscribe to the podcast or share it with a friend. Until next time, God bless.